It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In the California Road Trip Republic, we believe you take adventure for a ride. Whether coastal cruising, mountain motoring, or redwood roaming, discover beauty around every turn. Your California road trip can kick off from anywhere. Starting route. But it should always start at visitcalifornia.com. Then buckle up, crank those tunes, and ride with us in the California Road Trip Republic. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Oh, the charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, your team every single day of the week. Welcome to 2022. Happy New Year to you all, and to you all, I wish you all the luck because, whoa, buddy, we are still suffering through this 2021 Carolina Panthers regular season, and there's only one more week. So make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Check us out also on Spotify and all of the other major podcasting platforms. Back on Friday, again, for the weekly Friday mailbag, did Wednesdays the last couple weeks, but because it's no longer a holiday week, we will be back for Friday, so you can at me at Julian Council or DM me at Julian Council. But first, make sure to follow me at Julian Council. Carolina Panthers lose once again. They're six straight and 11 out of 13 games at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome, or is it the Caesars Superdome now? Down in New Orleans as the Saints win 18-10 to to keep alive their playoff hopes here in the 2021 season. Now heading into the 2022 playoffs here on January 2nd, as I'm recording this on Sunday evening with the backdrop of the Minnesota Vikings and Green Bay Packers Sunday night football game going on. It's still frustrating. It's the same stuff week in and week out. Same crap different week. It's the same issues that have plagued the Carolina Panthers dating back to week one that are plaguing them here in week 17 and heading into the final week of week 18. And honestly, like the amount of injuries and the amount of COVID concerns and issues that they had on Sunday was both the Panthers and Saints. And it doesn't really need to be mentioned in terms of who was there and who wasn't there because it didn't matter. But it does not really provide a ringing endorsement for the NFL to extend the season one more week, especially for a Carolina Panthers team sitting at 5-11 and 11 that has nothing to play for. Well, back to the same things that we've seen all season long. The main issue, once again, for the Carolina Panthers was their inability to protect the quarterback. Seven sacks after last week. 
They gave up seven sacks and a loss to Tampa Bay. And I imagine coming up in the regular season finale in Tampa where the Buccaneers, depending on how things play out with Green Bay, are going to need to win that game to have an opportunity to get the loan buy in the NFC playoff picture. So I don't think they're going to be sitting anyone out. They struggled against the Jets on Sunday, but Tom Brady did Tom Brady things, even with Antonio Brown walking off the field and saying goodbye and then dropping a single on Sunday night. But that's just irrelevant right now. The Carolina Panthers are a team that have the worst offensive line in the National Football League and has absolutely torpedoed the season. This is not a surprise to anybody who's been paying attention. I told y'all before the season started that I did not trust this team because the offensive line on paper looked terrible with the first two signings of Pat O'Flyne and Cam Irving, who once again did not play on Sunday. Brady Christensen played at left tackle and played fairly well. Now, there was a situation in the game where Sam Darnold fumbled the football on that sack where Brady Christensen didn't block a soul. So it wasn't like he was perfect out there on Sunday as Cam Jordan who's going to be a pro bowler once again, had three and a half sacks. And Cam Jordan, he lines up on the left side of the defense. So that's the right side where Taylor Moten is. So Taylor Moten didn't necessarily have the great, greatest of games. But John Miller also had a terrible game. And John Miller had the audacity to sit there and be frustrated with the media questions about how every single week, he especially cannot block anyone in the National Football League and talking about they get paid too, which is true. But in a situation where you are the worst offensive lineman on the team and you got paid to come back again as a veteran and you have regressed throughout the season, you don't get to sit there and tell media next question. Now, granted, David Newton's question about how can the team properly evaluate the quarterback when guys like John Miller and the rest of the offensive line aren't blocking probably isn't the question that you should be asking in that situation, but just the general sigh and frustration that he has over the fact that he can't do his job and Jack Thompson showed up and talked about how guys just got to do their job he's a captain he's been on teams that have won before he understands what keep pounding means and Cam Newton who last week we had the conversation after Cam's likely final home game in a Carolina Panthers uniform and just we knew what keep pounding meant and the guys who came before him who taught him and Shaq Thompson talked about what Luke Keekley and Thomas Davis taught him about you got to keep pounding how Matt Rule hasn't lost a locker room we'll get into that here in a few minutes especially the Joe person report that I haven't had a chance to comment on but guys need to do their job and consistently the offensive line John Miller has not done his job Pat Offline has not done his job Cam Irving has not done his job Dennis Daly has not done his job Michael Jordan has not done his job Trent Scott has not done his job Pat Meyer, the offensive line coach, has not done his job. 17 weeks into this, 16 games, and they still can't protect the 12th offensive line combination of the season. I've mentioned before, you cannot have success under those circumstances. You want to have the continuity. You want to have all of that. You're not going to have it when you have those situations. But that aside, they can't play. They're a terrible unit. And they've cost the Carolina Panthers any chance of having success this season on offense. And even had they been better and not had the injuries, Sam Darnold can't play. We only saw Cam Newton for one snap, a five-yard run, and, and they officially turned Cam Newton into a gimmick. Now, thank God we didn't have to see it more than that one time because my stomach couldn't handle watching Sam Darnold go out there and get 
opportunity after opportunity. And of course, in the post game, Matt Rule says nothing about Sam Darnold's two turnovers, nothing about the fumble, nothing about the interception at the end where, yes, he got nailed uh, when he let go of the football, but still a bad throw. And you damn well knew it was going to happen at Sam Darnold that it was going to end that game in an interception as the Panthers had a one last ditch opportunity to move the football down the field after starting off the game well. 10 points on the first two drives, and then absolute nothingness the rest of the game. And then a predictable miss by the Lurum, whatever his last name is. And not to not to be offensive, I, I just, I don't, he's not going to be here, folks. And I don't really want to learn his name. And I you know he's a human being and has a family who loves him and all that kind of stuff. But he's not a good kicker. And it stinks that Zane Gonzalez got injured. In that situation, the Panthers then give it up. But the defense was good once again. After the last couple weeks, they had given up 31 points, which was terrible, and you could see that they're getting worn down. But it was a similar script that we saw this year, where the Panthers, early on, the offense got has things figured out. They're clicking. They're scoring points. Then you get to the third quarter, and they do nothing at all. The other team comes back, starts sending pressure. The offensive line wilts. The defense gets tired, and the other team wins. Same script you saw play out earlier in the season that they were able to, able to win when they, they were starting off 3-0, because the Jets game, they did nothing in the third quarter. And the Saints game, they did nothing in the second half. The Texans game, they actually played well. But then after that, the Cowboys game, and we go to the Eagles game, the Vikings game, all those games, the same damn script all season long. The offensive line can't block, the quarterback can't play, and the head coach seems to be in over his head, and I'm sick of it. And I've sat here, and I've made the case that Matt Rule, hey, maybe give him another year. I just, at this point, I'm just so over this season that I can't wait for it to be one more week away. And then, well, we got the offseason. I'll still be talking to y'all about what is next. So what is next for the Carolina Panthers? Joe Person of The Athletic, friend of the program, had a fantastic article, fantastic reporting on the frustrations within the Panthers locker room and within the organization, especially at the top when it comes to the owner, David Tepper, and whether Matt Rule will. Get a third year. We'll talk about that and also other report from Ian Rappaport in just a moment. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar, but even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good you'll want to eat it, unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill. You want to eat healthy, but it gets just so boring sometimes. By like week three, you might be thinking this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Well, you're in luck. Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to your average candy bar that usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. You are going with the healthier option. Here's an idea for the new year. Go find your secret stash of, of treats, whether it's at home, in the pantry, in the office, in your car, wherever. Throw all that sugary, calorie-filled treats out and replace them with Built Bars so when you're craving a snack or treat, you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least say to yourself, at least I, I had something that was healthy and tasted good. That's why you should go with Built Bars right now. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15. you get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Let me get some credit to the Panthers defense, uh, a defense that was missing Hassan Reddick, the season sacks leader uh, defense that had Brian Burns and Shaq Thompson come off COVID list on Saturday and get activated. They did not start the game, but they did see time in that first possession and a defense that was without um, Stephon Gilmore. That's without JC Horn, who that's without Dante Jackson. That's without AJ Bouye and having to play Rashawn Melvin, have to play Keith Taylor a ton of snaps, have to play Miles Hartsfield a ton of snaps to only give up 18 points against an Orleans Saints team that, yes, was also having their own issues, but it was a New Orleans Saints team that was held to negative four rushing yards in the first half. And I give the defense credit for giving the offense and once again an opportunity to win a game, especially after the last couple weeks where they really struggled. And maybe the COVID in- issues and the injuries the Saints had played a factor in the defense having the kind of success that they had. But then, as I just mentioned, some of the guys who weren't there at practice this week and the guys who weren't available, that's a fine defensive performance that should be enough to win games. But unfortunately, the offense is not good enough. Sam Darnold, 17 of 26 for 132 yards, an interception, a fumble. Matt Rule did not mention that at all about the quarterback turning the ball over twice, whereas a couple weeks ago he said, hey, quarterback can't do that in reference to Cam Newton and his turnover issues that he had there for a couple weeks with Carolina. Darnold averaged 5.1 yards per attempt and was sacked seven times, and some of those seemed to be on him. Other ones also weren't not on him because the offensive line is terrible. So the Carolina Panthers sit now at 5-11, and 11 through the first 16 games of the season for 17 weeks of this 2021 NFL season and heading into the first ever week 18 as they head to Tampa Bay on Sunday afternoon, likely at one, depending on how the NFL wants to do the scheduling with the final week and how playoff game scenarios are set up. The Panthers currently scheduled to play at one o'clock at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa Bay, Florida. I guess technically just Tampa, Florida, but either way, the season's almost over and it's been Bitterly disappointing after a 3-0 start. A 3-0 start that on this podcast, the conversation that we had, y'all, we thought that that was very likely. And if that happened, would this be a playoff team? I thought they would not be. I thought they'd be 8-9, but I thought that they'd at least be in the conversation here in Week 17 and potentially Week 18. And they have not been in the conversation truly since five weeks ago before this six-game losing streak. And currently, as at 5-11 and Heading into the final week of the 2021 season, the Carolina Panthers are 22-42 and 42 since David Tepper purchased the team for $2.25 billion liquid. Four straight losing seasons. He talked about how when he fired Ron Rivera on, a, on his off day after Ron Rivera had done wonderful things in the community and for this organization, not having the respect for Ron Rivera by dumping him then and being like, I don't want to have my team at a competitive disadvantage. Well, it looks like your team's at a competitive disadvantage because you own the team and you hired Matt Rule. According to Joe Person of The Athletic, there were reports that came out that he had some great reporting that came out earlier last week or whatever this past week and talking about how David Tepper is unhappy and embarrassed after the $16 billion hedge fund manager gave Matt Rule a seven-year, $62 million deal to outbid the New York football giants for his services. New York, the Giants with Dave Gettleman, 
have not fared much better after hiring Joe Judge, who went on a 10-minute rant apparently on Sunday talking about how there's former players who are making more money elsewhere who wish that they were still in, in New York losing with him. And it's a whole debacle with their quarterback situation since Daniel Jones, a Charlotte native Duke alumni, went down the injury. That looks like a clown show. And maybe Matt Rule uh, avoided that. But also they avoided Matt Rule by David Tepper giving Matt Rule a contract that when at the time we were kind of interesting because – only one year of NFL experience back with the Giants as the assistant offensive line coach under Tom Coughlin. And he has success at Temple and Baylor, two programs. If you understand the landscape of college football where people just don't win at. Now, Baylor this year under, under David Randa went 12-2, and won a Sugar Bowl, which was aided by Matt Corral, a potential option for the Carolina Panthers there in the first round at quarterback. He went down with an ankle injury and did not return from in that game. Um but Baylor's doing just fine now, and Matt Rule is not doing fine in the NFL, and he's not adapted well, and there's a lot of questions as it surrounds the organization about when Matt Rule had talked to the, Pan- the Panthers team and letting them, I guess he was trying to assuage any concerns that they potentially had about him bailing midseason a la Bobby Petrino when he left the Falcons for the uh, Arkansas job, and whether he would do something like that, whether he would leave midseason to go take the LSU job or take the Oklahoma job or the, L- or the uh, USC job, something that... He did not do, and as I told y'all, LSU kicked the tires on Matt Rule, but Matt Rule is not a scumbag, so he decided I'm going to stick around here, and I'm going to try and make things work. But he talked about to his team how he could make more money going elsewhere and how he's not going to do that because he believes in them, but also just the way it was presented likely did not drive the message home the way he probably wanted it to. And that also speaks to some of the other issues in the locker room where his credibility might be put into question like the amount of Temple and Baylor players on the roster. And there are some certainly who have come out and played well, like Hassan Reddick. But there is also guys that you ask questions about, like, why are they really here? And it's not any different than what Ron Rivera did when he went up to the Washington football team, where he brought some of the same guys from his staff, to turn, uh, Scott Turner as his OC, and brought John Matsko, his longtime offensive line coach, who certainly came under fire after they really regressed over the last couple of years in, here in Carolina. And then also bringing Taylor Heineke, Kyle Allen, and former players that he had had here in Carolina. And that's what happens. Coaches do that. They bring their staffs. They bring guys that they like and they work with and they can trust. But Matt Rule brought a lot of guys who didn't have the same experience in the NFL and hadn't been to Super Bowls and to NFC title games and won divisions and had success four out of five years going to the playoffs. Like, he did not do that. And his main guy, his day one back growing up in State College, PA, who he played college football with, Jeff Nixon, he didn't even hire him to be his OC. So, so many of these things that have been called into question and make you wonder whether Matt Rule is in over his head here as a Carolina Panthers head coach were all brought up. And an agent just talking about how it's less of a meritocracy because the Carolina Panthers bring those guys on who wouldn't make other rosters in the NFL instead of taking the best player possible. And Matt Rule talks about the brand and the process and all that, but the brand in Carolina for 27 years. And I guess not even not not I guess going back to 20, 2003 when they went to the Super Bowl in the second year, mind you, under John Fox, where we're sitting here second year heading into uh, a seven game losing streak, potentially if they lose on the Sunday against the Bucks, which I expect them to do. But the brand in Carolina for the last 18 years has been keep pounding. Matt Rule talks about toughness and being a serious football place, but his team's soft. His O-line can't block. They can't win in the trenches and the defense gets worn down. Like, the brand is not working. He says it's working, the process, a thousand percent. That's not the case right now for the Carolina Panthers. And maybe it is working, and we're just not seeing the results. And there's certainly 
reasons why the Panthers have struggled with the injuries and McCaffrey not being available and all that kind of stuff. But those are all excuses too. And whiffing on the quarterback situation and putting his, the organization into the worst quarterback situation in the National Football League does not help the situation, especially when now you only have one pick in the top 100 and you need a quarterback and you need a, a brand new offensive line. And maybe the tackle situation is now figured out with Brady Christensen at left tackle moving forward and then over at right tackle having um, Taylor Moten, the only steadfast player on that offense, it seems like, this season. And DJ Moore's had a good year, but Robbie Anderson's regressed. A uh, number three wide receiver never emerged. The tight end passing game is non-existent. The quarterback stinks, and there's no play caller. All this makes it so hard to even feel confident about what could happen this offseason. I've brought this up before, and he has shown us, and as I've made arguments, that in an offseason, he can fix the defense. With the help of Scott Fitter, they can fix the defense. We saw that this year. And they played better today after struggling the last couple weeks, but because they've been worn down. But the same scripts have played out all season long, not being able to block, not being able to have a good quarterback, and not being able to make adjustments, and just disappearing in the third quarter. And those are things that go back to last year in 2020. And his scapegoat, Teddy Bridgewater, and its situation's not any better. Now, Ian Rappaport had a rundown of coaches on the hot seat in the NFL and you know, what might happen in Carolina, and he said this. He said, little has gone according to plan for the Panthers, who lost star running back Chris McCaffrey twice to injured reserve and have started three quarterbacks this year. In spite of what is now a 5-11 record and six straight losses, all indications are that Coach Matt Rule will return, barring an epic meltdown on the field or some unforeseen circumstances. Sources informed of Carolina's plan said Rule should get the chance to complete his turnaround on the field in year three and hope that improved quarterback play in 2022 helps achieve that goal. In truth, judging the plan has been difficult without a consistent quarterback with a few changes, including a new offense coordinator. The hope is that Carolina finally sees the fruits of its plans. And I ask, what is the plan? What is the plan? They haven't seemed to have a plan at quarterback. It seemed originally the plan was, hey, Cam, we're concerned about the injuries. Kick rocks. Buy. You can go find a trade, even though we put you in a situation in free agency where you could have gotten a trade. So, sorry, screw you. That's basically what they did, a big F you to Cam Newton in that situation that played out in March of 2020. Bring in Teddy. Give Teddy an opportunity, as he's someone who um, Evan Cooper, the secondary coach, said to Matt Rule back when they were in college, that, hey, if we ever go to NFL, that's the guy we got to go get. And he's someone who understood Joe Brady's offense and that it would be an easy transition. He had He's had success while he went 5-0 and as a starting quarterback at the Saints the year before in 2019. And Back when he was the first-round pick for Minnesota Vikings in 2015, they were able to win the division and had Blair Walsh not doink the kick in sub-zero-degree weather, they would have made it to the divisional round and played the Carolina Panthers. But instead, that was not the case. But Teddy Bridgewater had had success. But after a season, after the Panthers started off you know, better than we expected and then started to fall apart and Teddy Bridgewater had an injury and he just regressed in the second half, David Sever said no enough of the plan the same guy who said Rome wasn't built in the day the same guy telling fans to be patient that you know we're gonna have the short-term suffering for the long-term sustained success he said screw the plan go find that quarterback who can win you a Super Bowl so they try Matthew Stafford he's like screw that I'd rather go to the Rams who are gonna win their division it looks like they're 12 and 4 and that's the team I thought would hoist the Lombardi trophy and I feel pretty damn good about that after their comeback win in Baltimore today that didn't work out. Deshaun Watson, legal issues. That didn't work out. All right, fine. We can't bring back Teddy. We, we've already thrown him under the bus. We've already said, we don't want you, Teddy Bridgewater. So what do they do then? Trade for Sam Darnold. No other team out there is bidding 
for Sam Darnold. But the Carolina Panthers say, well, here, second round, fourth round, sixth round pick. Recoup the fourth and sixth, but the second round, that's gone. It's gone. And then they make an even more critical error and decide that they're going to pick up his fifth-year option, which is going to saddle them when you look at the salary cap because there's so many key free agent signings that they need to make, whether it's the guys who are on the roster or the guys out there who might be able to elevate the roster and put them in a position heading into the draft where they can go best player available and also fill some needs that are glaring there there on the roster. But there has been no planet quarterback. Darnold didn't work out. They're bringing Cam. Then they scapegoat Cam. They brought in Darnold, and it's the same stuff again this afternoon. So what's the plan now moving forward? Hmm? Who is it? Who's available? They don't have draft capital if Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to be in, in uh, Green Bay anymore. Same thing with Russell Wilson out there in Seattle. Does he want to come play behind a bad offensive line? Who are they going to bring in at offensive line? What is the plan moving forward for the Carolina Panthers? There is no succinct plan. And that's what makes it so hard to have any confidence moving forward. As someone who has been just principled to believe that we move on from coaches too soon, Matt Rule has just bungled this where I have no faith in him at all if he has any sort of say in the personnel. Scott Fitterer, he certainly has to bear some of the blame for the signings of Irving and of Elfline and bringing in Sam Darnold, but I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because of his 20-plus years in the NFL and also where he came from in Seattle, which has had long-term success outside of the season where things didn't work out and that, that happens. That's the NFL. They got to figure things out. They certainly have had bad drafts and Russell getting injured didn't help out and all that kind of stuff, but I want to believe in Scott Fitterer. And it looks like we have a big boy GM here in Carolina, but it's really hard for me to believe in Matt Rule. So, Barring an epic meltdown or on the field or some unforeseen circumstance, it seems like he'll be back. And that's just the reality of the situation. And it's a reality that sucks for a lot of people because I'm not certainly excited at all right now thinking about what's going to happen in September. But as I've said to you all, it, this is the NFL. They sell hope better than anyone else, any other sports league in America and across the world that you have a chance. And Cincinnati Bengals were terrible last year. They got Joe bro, and they just won the division today and had an epic comeback and win at home against the Kansas City Chiefs. And now they probably feel like they have as good a chance as anybody out there in a wide-open NFL to potentially win a Super Bowl. That quarterback changes everything. And that hope of young, skilled position players like Jamar Chase, who set a rookie wide receiver receiving record, and all those other guys they have on that roster, you don't have that same hope in Carolina. And that sucks. We'll get into more of the issues here with the Carolina Panthers and taking inventory of the loss as the Panthers fall 18-10 to on the road against New Orleans in Week 17 ahead of their final Week's 18 matchup against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers next Sunday. Hey, Panther fans, this is Julian Council with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's called Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store right now. By using promo code TOUCHDOWN, you can get a bonus $0.25 per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back by using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as $200 to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN. For those who embrace the impossible, the Defender 110 is up for the adventure. This iconic vehicle has been redefined with a modern design that lets you go further and do more. The exterior is reimagined with compelling proportions and precise detailing. 
complemented by an interior built with integrity. The Defender capability is legendary. Whether you're facing off-road challenges or harsh weather conditions, its durability has been tested to the extreme. Powerful innovations like the intuitive driver display and award-winning infotainment system keep you connected. Innovative camera technologies deliver unobstructed views and effortless maneuvering. And robust cargo capacity means more room for your gear. Ready for a wide range of adventures, the Defender family features the two-door Defender 90, the Defender 110, and the Defender 130, which seats up to eight. To drive the Defender is to explore with greater confidence. Push what's possible with a vehicle made to go further. The Defender 110. Learn more at LandRoverUSA.com forward slash Defender. For those of you who would like to uh, look ahead to the 2022 season, the opponents now are available for the 17-game schedule. Whether Matt Rule will be coaching the Panthers that year, we'll find out. We have no idea right now. According to reports from multiple local media and Ian Rappaport of NFL Network, who, mind you, Rappaport has done a lot of reporting from the Tepper side of things. Go back to how things played out with Cam Newton. If he's getting that information about Rule returning, he's getting that information from David Tepper. So there we go. Uh, home schedule next year, as you know, Atlanta, New Orleans, Tampa Bay, home and away every year, NFC South, division rivals. They also get the Arizona Cardinals at home again. Third straight year playing the I think fourth straight year playing the Cardinals, um, who they've dominated, which has been interesting, especially a Cardinals team that won again today on the road in Dallas. Uh, they get San Francisco at home. The Pittsburgh Steelers get to come here and take over the stadium. The Cleveland Browns might even come over and take the stadium. The Detroit Lions will have no one in the stands. And then the Broncos. And on the road, they have to go to L.A. to face the Rams. They have to go to Seattle. They go to Baltimore. They go to Cincinnati. And they go to play the New York Giants, who embarrassed them earlier this season when Sam Darnold was first benched. So that's what you have to look forward to. That's the schedule in 2022. Will Matt Rule be the head coach? Mm, apparently so. Get ready for that. Get excited. And yes, I do sound like a person who's fed up and over this because I am fed up and over this. And I am, I'm, 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 not, I'm always going to be on your side in terms of like, I'm a fan just like you and I want the team to do well. And I just have lost all confidence really in Matt Rule's ability to change things here. And it for me, moving forward, I, and I said this, and I don't know when you're going to hear this, but I, I, I already talked to Nick Carboni at WCNC. I go on to that channel every Sunday after Sunday Night Football. So one last time coming up next week following whatever the Sunday Night game is. And I told him that moving forward for me, if Matt Rule is going to return, Matt Rule, especially after what was reported, Matt Rule cannot have the majority say or even the final say on the 53-man roster, on the 90 guys that they bring down to Spartanburg, and on the free agent signings. That all needs to be turned over to Scott Fitterer moving forward. It needs to be the Scott Fitterer show. It's important to have alignment from the top down. You see a team like the Tennessee Titans and all that they went through this year, losing Derrick Henry, having Ryan Tannehill have up and downs, but still playing fairly well and well enough really to help them win a division again for the second straight year and to stick it to his former team, the Miami Dolphins, who traded him away after they had signed him to a big contract and after the Gase situation. We look at Tennessee. And a place I, I spent time in Nashville covering that team where the family of the uh, Bud Adams was the owner. He's passed. And the kids were fighting over the team. And now Amy Adams Strunk has taken over. And she is the key figure in Nashville when it comes to the Titans ownership. Once that happened, 
and they found a coach who they liked in Mike Vrabel, who was hired by a GM who he knew and had worked with back in New England in John Robinson. Things changed. Now, finding the quarterback after Mariota didn't work out and getting Ryan Tannehill and not settling for a Mariota season, a guy who's not reliable, who could never stay healthy, and bringing in Tannehill, and then what they did to build the offense around Derrick Henry and what they've done defensively in the past after a terrible defensive season last year to turn that thing around this year and to right now set the number one seed in the AFC. And if they can beat Texans, the Texans next week in Houston, all roads go through Nashville to go to the Super Bowl out of the AFC. Alignment's so important. But also having the right ownership's important. And they figured it out in Nashville. And finding the right GM is important. They figured that out with John Robinson. Well, he's had his misses in the draft, but he's figured things out. And they figured it out with Mike Vrabel, who should be the NFL coach of the year after John Harbaugh looks like he's not going to get the Ravens in there. Because what they've gone through in, in Tennessee, what they've dealt with, has been a remarkable, one of the best stories in the NFL this season. The same thing with Zach Taylor and the Cincinnati Bengals, an example I brought up. But right now in Carolina... You just don't know. You don't know what the owner's going to do. You, you don't think that he should keep him around, him being Matt Rule, because you haven't seen the progress that you should have seen. Because when I brought up the trajectory and the trends that we've had in the past with Matt Rule when he's been at Temple and Baylor, and Jeff Nixon had came to Matt Rule's defense just saying, hey, back in the past, you know, we've you've looked at what happened. It's that, it's that third or fourth year when things bounce back. But that second year, 10 times in the NFL. This is one of the quotes. Robbie Anderson, who spoke to Joe Person, talking about, oh, you know, how often do coaches take teams to the Super Bowl in year two? John Fox did it here in Carolina. It's happened 10 times in the National Football League. And the Panthers aren't even going to be sniffing the playoffs. They're going to go 5-12 and 12 in all likelihood, depending on how things play out. But that, in all likelihood, they're going to be 5-12, which is worse than last year. And had this only been a 16-game season, and you can take away the Texans game that they got, they probably would end up going 4-12 and 12 instead of 5-11. and 11. And that's an indictment. That's damning. For Matt Rule and for David Tepper, you think Scott Fitter was the right guy, and I've, and I've praised the construction of the front office with Pat Stewart, who came from Philadelphia, and Jeffrey Laurie, and that championship organization that they had that won Super Bowl a couple years ago. And I praise the way that they brought back um, Dan Morgan, who was a, a beloved figure here, who was on that 03 uh, team that went to the Super Bowl, but also who came from Seattle and worked with Fitterer before, who had worked up in Buffalo with Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott and knew what it took to build a leader. And you feel like you have all those guys in the right room in the front office. They had to make the decisions, though. The head coach who had one year of NFL experience before coming here should not get all the say. I'm, he can hire his own guys, but there should be some sort of influence now from the front office. As Matt Rule we got to put a little. We got to handcuff him a little bit if he's going to come back, because that's the situation you want Matt Rule to come back, and that you think he's a program builder. And David Tepper's quoted talking about like he dresses like crap, I dress like crap. He was a short order cook, yada yada yada. He sees himself in him, and that's the reason why Matt Rule's here. Before he brought up any of the football merit, and it's not like all the coaches that were available then have had success. But come on, man, Matt Rule cannot have totalitarian control moving forward with the Carolina Panthers. Scott Fitter needs to take over the reins. If Matt Rule's going to come back, Scott Fitter needs to be the one making the, 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 char- the calls. He needs to be the one making the decision. And Scott Fitter said it's a similar situation that you see out in Seattle. This was brought up in the article with Pete Carroll and with John Snyder. Difference is, Pete Carroll had been in the NFL before. This wasn't his first rodeo. And Pete Carroll also won national championships at Southern California. Had Heisman Trophy winners. Matt Rule didn't win a championship at Temple. He didn't win a championship at Baylor. 
So he should have the same controls of Pete Carroll, who's won the Super Bowl, who's been in NFC title games? No. If this is going to be a situation that can remain tenable moving forward, Scott Fitter needs to run the show. So again, Carolina Panthers, a tough loss. He hasn't lost the locker room. Shaq Thompson said he hasn't lost the locker room. The performance on Sunday certainly doesn't make you feel like that he's lost the locker room because those guys have continued to try and play hard. And I expect the same thing next week. I also expect them to lose, to get Sam Darnold sacked a ton of times for Sam Darnold to throw the ball away to the other team. (laughs) That's the 2021 Carolina Panthers for you. And it stinks. Well, that's all for you folks here on another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. I will be back tomorrow, so make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Also, check us out on Spotify and all of the other major podcasting platforms out there. Follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions, all things that pertain to your Carolina Panthers. So get those questions into me by either adding me or DMing me, but make sure to first follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council. Until then, until I talk to you tomorrow, take care, be safe. If you got to go back to work, oh, buddy, that stinks. I got to go back on Tuesday. I'm not ready to do it. It's been nice to try and take some time off, not doing much. But we're here in 2022. It's time to get back to work. And, well, you would like for the Panthers to get to work at all. The end. Goodbye. If you own a small business, you might be asking yourself, can Tax Act help me do my business and personal taxes? The answer is yes. If the answer was no, it would have been pretty ill-advised of Tax Act to have asked that question in the first place. And Tax Act prides itself on not doing ill-advised things. In conclusion, Tax Act can help small business owners get their personal and business taxes done. Tax Act. Let's get them over with. Making your cat happy is a number one priority. Priority number two is keeping a clean litter box. Fresh Step Outstretch Litter helps you do both. Fresh Step Outstretch Litter traps waste at the surface with less crumbles and absorbs more waste and odor compared to Fresh Step Multicat. Find Fresh Step Outstretch Litter at a store near you today. Fresh Step is a registered trademark of the Clorox Pet Products Company. Certain trademarks used under license from the Procter & Gamble Company or its affiliates. Start clean with Clorox, because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Oh, the charcoal mess. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed.